Yo, 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 what up, what up? It's Justin, and I am here for episode two of Survival of the Artist live show. There are 24 episodes of this show already up as a podcast on SoundCloud and coming soon to Anchor, but I have moved to Instagram because I want to get more people involved with this and make this a great conversation face-to-face because who hasn't been doing a ton of Zoom stuff in all of 2020 and into this year? So. My guest for tonight is Angie Rose. So here we go. Let's bring her on. Everybody tuning in from Angie's page right now, my name is Justin. She is now on the Survival of the Artist. Used to be a podcast. There was 24 episodes. Now we're going a live show on Instagram. So this is episode two. Uh, my, My first episode was with singer and songwriter Alex Johnson. Um, you might know her from the show So Weird or Instant Star from way back in the day. Um, so now guest number two is Angie Rose. And I know Angie Rose very well because she's in New York City. And I feel like I've been talking to you quite a lot lately. Yeah, definitely more than usual. It's lit. Yeah, Angie, everyone go on Rapzilla YouTube and check out Pen Game 101 by Angie Rose if you want to see some domination of lyrics and freestyling and everything she killed it and we still haven't had another episode since then so you're just you're just you know we're holding that (laughs) we're holding that there for you Um, all right so shout out to everybody tuning in right now yeah what's up familia how y'all doing love love feel feel free to drop um some questions throughout and maybe we'll we'll get to some of them um so my my first question for you is the same for everybody who are you now this is this is you explaining because I could explain, but you know yourself better. Who are you? What do you do? And what is your claim to fame? Dang, right? It's on the project. Um, it's easy. I've been saying it for years. Uh, Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx that loves Jesus and hip hop. Plain and simple. That's the facts. Yeah, and you know, in in doing some research and looking back, I saw something from you in I think 2015, and you said the same exact thing. So. You've stayed on brand. You've stayed super. You've stayed super <laughs> consistent. Um, yeah. So I know. I know you. You talk about it a lot. You were raised in the church, and you were raised uh, on hip hop through your brother. Um, so, but when was it that you realized that you were very good at it, and that you might have something going on? Shoot, I'm still learning. I'm still dealing with self doubt consistently. Um, but yeah, I think. I remember my first time feeling like, oh, this is crazy. In, like, fifth grade, there was this boy I liked, and we were, like, fake dating. (laughs) And we were, like, the king and queen of rap in our school. So we just – we used to do it. We used to, like – they used to bang beats on the lockers or bang beats on desks, and all these people used to just gather around. And it was like, oh, my God, this is fun. Yeah. And it's funny because when thinking of of the question, you know, I was just thinking of, like, Hip hop raised me, like kind of. I think you may have said it too. And then I have yeah. a book. I put it behind. I don't even know if you can see, but it's like hip hop raised me. It's oh, mm. it got cut out, but like literally right here, it's a whole book fire. about the history of hip hop. Hip hop raised me. So I was like, that's Angie That's, that's Angie oh. Rose. Okay, so another thing you do, and you do it very well, is you can sing. So I feel like most people who sing. Like that's kind of their goal to be a singer, but you went rapper and then you're like, oh yeah, I can also sing. 
So was there ever a desire to to be a singer and not a rapper? Like how how does that how does that go? Um, I I think every other week I'm like <laughs> debating between uh, am I a singer or a rapper? I I just love music. Um, but I had like both worlds when I was a child. I had the piano in my dad's church. I had my second mother who sang, and then I had the block in my you know my friends and my big brother. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I I love. I, I think I've always been like intimidated or insecure about my singing, and I've always been a little more confident about rap. Um, but I love both equally. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's kind of cool that you're able to just weave through. Like one second you're singing, one second you're rapping, the next second you're speaking Spanish. So you're you're kind of just you're kind of just throwing it all out there, and it's really That's cool funny. because it, it creates that that unique sound like that, I guess that vibrant sound that you're, that you're going for. Mm. Sorry. I'm just seeing all, I'm seeing all the family come in. Sugar. I see a Ruiz, all the love. Um, just, just some shout yeah. <laughs> No, it's family. It's family. It's just, um, it's just exciting to see. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I didn't even know how to fully like speak Spanish. I, I had to go to Puerto Rico when I was 13 and my grandma just wasn't about, letting me speak English like I'll be like grandma I'm hungry and she'd be like yeah so I had to learn um and still trying to learn day by day so well the food Thank you. The, the food is the easiest part in Spanish to figure <laughs> out because everybody knows you know what what things are called it's it's figuring out how to I guess ask for it or, or right or say exactly like what you want more of like my yeah. my my grandmother from Puerto Rico you know fluent in Spanish obviously and whatever and and she'll forget sometimes too, and she'll just be talking to you in English, and all of a sudden she starts speaking Spanish. And we're like, okay, like we're, we're we don't trying, know what you say. We're, yeah. we're trying to follow along. Um, That's I, so funny. I understand it pretty well, but I cannot like figure out how to speak it. Can't do it. I feel that. That's like most of my most of most of my friends that are Puerto Rican. They they'll be like, I can understand everything they're saying, but you won't catch me responding. I I respond back in English. So I'm like, hey, do your thing. But my grandma wasn't with it, so I had to learn. You, you always knew when you were a kid when they were talking about you, when like, you know, your your mom oh, yeah. or your grandmother, whoever they, you'd walk in the room or your cousins or whatever, and then they start speaking in Spanish. You're like, <laughs> I know, I know. Not my family, bro. They were speaking English, Spanish. They was I know what we saying. You yeah. gonna hear it? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I I saw in an interview. Uh, where you revealed that you used to practice freestyling in your younger days after maybe smoking a little bit. You no longer you no longer smoke. <laughs> but assuming it's like any skill where practice makes perfect, like what's running through your brain when you freestyle? Like how are you putting these words together? I got to watch you do it a couple of weeks ago and it was almost like you were rattling off verses. Uh interesting. Um I don't know. I I have no idea. I just remember the day that I was like, I think I can do this. Everybody, it was a circle full of people. And it felt like double Dutch. I used to be on a double Dutch team when I was yeah. a kid. And that's how it felt. Like, it felt like like the, the, room, the beat was double Dutch. And I was like, look, if I get in there, I got to jump. And that's how it feels, I think, when I'm rapping. It's just like, yo, keep stay on beat. Keep your feet up. Like, well, not keep your feet up, but like, stay on yeah. beat. Listen to what's going on and think forward. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it works out. A lot of times. It's very fun. Do, do you think it's easier to do it on a beat or off a beat? Definitely on a... Well, 
if off a beat, then you, you have the benefit of kind of being able to slow down, get poetic with it, swing around. On a beat, though, you can rely on the cadence. Um, so it all depends. It, definitely off a beat is easier, but it's way less fun. Yeah. Do, do you like when people give you words or you'd rather like kind of just look around and, yeah, and when figure I, things out? Um, if I have to do like a show or like, yeah, if I'm, you know, struggling or I have to go for a long time, like we'll wait um, I was like, man, we got to keep going, but I don't know what else to talk about. So that's when I appreciate it. But um, other than that, like what I really enjoy is like freestyle ciphers. Like uh, that's, that's, that was the funnest thing. I haven't been able to do that with my friends in a long while. I guess everybody started growing up, but that, yo, when you could just bump and you spin a verse and somebody catches on the line that you just left off on and they keep swinging, like that's, man, yeah. un- incomparable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, from my very limited history of rapping, it's a very fun time to do it. Especially when you're with <laughs> people who are really, really good. Um, yeah. And then you just feel like awful and just like, all right, just go. Just save, save all of this. <laughs> all right. So um, in the Bronx, you know, hip hop, Spanish music kind of like hum through the city. That's the whole vibe of the city. Um, it's so cultural. So how much did your surroundings play into the, the artist you became? Like, oh, you super just like huge. absorb that like like a pap like a power just like i need that <laughs> well i mean i, I think the, the question came at perfect time and my best friend just logged in vanessa love you um she's been my best friend since literal birth she's older than me and yeah so that that was a part of the environment her mom was my second mom and that was the latina in me. that was the um yeah. thing that was the love god like for real love god though not the religious love god and then at the same time, it was the Bronx. I went to a predominantly black school when I found out that I could rap. So I'm in a middle school full of people that love Jay-Z, full of people that were singing Ja Rule. But then also her and I were walking around, walking through the streets, singing No Scrubs by TLC at the top of our lungs. So, yeah, man, the environment has is, yeah, it is it, definitely um, molded and shaped me um, in a huge way. I can't even pull it out of me at this point. Like, this is what it is. Do you feel, does it, when you perform, I know it's, it's been a while, but when you've performed in, in Puerto Rico, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> is, is there like a, like, sort of like a different thing that takes over you there? Because you have a Puerto Rican side, or, or are you that New Yorker <laughs> that's coming with full Puerto Rico power in Puerto Rico? Um, I find that almost everywhere I go, the audience kind of pulls out a different element or, um, a different side of me but yeah in Puerto Rico um see the thing is when I when I performed in Puerto Rico we it wasn't like a stadium it wasn't like a big stage it wasn't even yeah. it was like we built a stage out of pallets like the pallets that we got to give the stuff out yeah, to people that's yeah. what we used to build the stage so there what I what I loved about it was it killed ego like it was it was just a moment with family like I had never experienced something like that. And I, I, it could sound weird to people that are not, that maybe don't believe the way I believe, but I, I saw Holy Spirit. I felt like I saw Holy Spirit literally engaging with the people. Um, I walked on concrete with no shoes on, like, like, and, and nothing burned my feet. There was pebbles all over the floor. I didn't have a scratch. I didn't have a mark up. Th- that's an experience that I don't know that I would have had in New York because the environment there allowed for me to embrace um, the moment and God moved different. So yeah, every every audience is different. 
Yeah, yeah, I feel that. So for you, was was getting into to music or the arts like was that always the plan? Like, what would have happened if you didn't become an artist? Who would Angie Rose be right now? Um, so it was definitely always the desire, but I just I didn't know that that was a real possibility. If I'm honest, I just thought it was something that people did on the side. Um, I probably would have just been like a missionary girl, like in, in Mexico or in like Africa or something. Um, yeah, I, I, I've always been like super free spirited. I wanted to be a lawyer at one point. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be this. I wanted to be that. But um, the thing that really stole my heart was being um, in places where, where I could just be free to talk about who God was and what he was doing, and see miracles. And that's always been the passion. A rapping, a rapping or artist lawyer would be very helpful in the entertainment industry for sure. Ain't that the fact. You can go back, go back and get, you know, go back and grab like a quick degree, and then you'll you'll always you'll always get like the best checks, the best <laughs> the best deals on everything. You ain't even lying, bro. Um. All right. So, what do you remember? And this took a bit of a, a deep dive. So, what do you remember about this Angie Rose? I don't know what you heard about me, beauty in the eye of the holder, Jehovah's holding his eye on me. Sheesh. Sheesh, I don't even remember. what is that from Angel Eyes? No. Uh, oh, man. That is, well, do you, do you want to take another guess? No, nah, but I, I'm pretty sure it's from that project, right? Sipping Coffee in a Bakery? Or not? I'm not sure if it's from there, but it is from your song, Wannabe, from 20, oh my God. 2014. Oh, my God. Uploaded. Yo. It's it's unlisted, but I I you know since <laughs> I have the keys to what happens at Rabzilla, I was able yeah. to find it from 2014. You with wow. the with the my mortal enemy, the Yankees, yeah. <laughs> rapping in front of Yankee Stadium. Looks Yo. like probably your family and all your real good Dang. friends behind you. Yeah. What wow, that that was a whole different girl. Um, that's the girl that really. So one, that wasn't even like my song. That wasn't, that was a DJ that sent me the beat. And it was like my first time ever writing a full record. I didn't even know what it was like to write a yeah. hook. I got to release it on my dad's birthday. I thought it was such a big sign. Like, um, man, that, that girl, I miss, I miss that girl. That girl um, had not been hurt, had not been jaded, had not been burned, had not even, I didn't even know fear fully in the music industry. All I had was like the d desires yeah. and the dreams. Um, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember that. That Angie Rose probably got a lot more sleep, too. Oof, yeah, definitely. But we're coming back. We're coming back around. <laughs> coming back around. Do you, do, you remember, do you remember any other lyrics from that song? The song starts off with you singing. So the part that I said was the first part that you actually started rapping. Because I, I think a lot of people, if you look at the comments, they're like, oh, I thought this was just going to be like another girl like singing. And they just started rapping, and we were like, "Whoa!" So that's wow. that was basically your introduction. You're like, "I," Jeez. you point to your eye. I don't know what you heard about me. No, I don't remember. Oh Come on, God. you were so good at this game for pen games. That song is so old. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. I think that I was just trying to showcase that I could flow. I don't even fully No, you remember. did because you were just going bar for bar for bar. I was like, okay, all right, we get it. We get it. All right, <laughs> take it easy. 
That was funny. Wow. When you, when you, First video, everything. That was a crazy experience. Not a bad debut. When, when was the, when do you think was the last time you performed that track? Um, I don't know. It had to be more than four years ago, I think. Yeah, definitely around four years ago or more, maybe. Even then, I didn't release a lot of records. So, like, in that time, I had, I think, three records, and I was still rapping over, like, the Fuji's beats and <laughs> Nas beats. It was an interesting start to, to a career. Yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, I mean, like I said, it was, you know, a lot of people, you, you bring up their debut, and they're just like, oh, yeah, that. But, like, <laughs> this, like this was this was not bad. Like, that, that was, oh, that was you. good. You could still rap. You, you oh, rap then, you could still rap now, and you sing. Um, okay, so you've grinded it out many years, uh, or you had grinded it out many years as an independent artist. So, what were some of the hardest parts about those days before being signed? Um, I don't know. I was I I I think it started getting harder after, if I'm honest. Um, but not because it, it got harder, but because I had never really had the pressures. Yeah. Um, I kind of just was doing music. I loved music. And then when I couldn't do music because I wanted to go to Puerto Rico and help people, I just, I did that. And, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. The hard, the hard parts were, I guess, finding, uh, oh, I couldn't make the music that I fully, like, sonically wanted to make all the time because I was kind of subject to the beats that I could get. So that was definitely right. hard. Um, it got really fun getting into rooms with people that could play pianos or play guitars and things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know that it was hard. I think I, I had more pressure on myself that, um, but it was just me that yeah. now I realize, man, if I could like, you know how they'd be like, Oh, I wish I was um, skinny. Like when I used to call myself that, that's yeah. kind of how I feel now. Like I wish I was, I had the pressures that I thought I had before I was like overwhelmed and, and it's like, nah, this is more overwhelming. Now there's so many people to appease, but also beneficial is right. pros and counsels. So to me, it kind of sounds like the, the difference between like uh, getting an internship for a job you want. So that was you as the independent artist. You're the intern. You're like, they don't pay me anyway, so I'm just going <laughs> to do what I want. Literally, I yeah. And then you get the job and you're like, oh, all right, I got a nine to five. I got to be here. Yeah. This is my dream job, but this is a lot of work. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But fun, nonetheless. Different experiences. Right. Um, I've gotten to see things that I I didn't, I would have never been able to afford, or not would have never, but um, you know, not yet. Might yeah, it might have taken a lot, like longer to get there. Yeah. Um. So now you are on Capital CMG. So yeah. how how did you know that this was the record deal like for you, and and like and and you made that decision like, all right, so I'm gonna go from the intern to the full time employee. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what has it meant for your career now that you've taken that step? Yeah. Um, well, so when I first started doing the rap stuff, like like I said, I was just a college kid. I ended up working with a team called Drop Rockin'. Yeah, and they that. started kind of, yeah, so they started kind of like putting me on to different people. They showed me Andy Minio. They showed me who I had actually seen as C-Light in a church in the Bronx. And I was like, that's the same guy. This is crazy. Because I thought he was fire. And then they played um, NF. And it was just that video with the mic stand um like all the way back then and i was like man if i was to ever sign whoever is behind him i would i would like to have that same team yeah. um and you know 
fast forward a couple of years and I ended up having the same A&R that found and moved him becoming my A&R. And I was wow. like, you know what? This is the move. Let's go here. It did pretty well for him, I would say. So Absolutely. So that's, <laughs> yeah, a, absolutely. So that's a good move. Is the, is the song you're thinking of All I Have? Yeah. I really can't. I couldn't, can't remember right now, but I know it was just a room and the, the walls were like beige and he had just the mic stand with his black on black and he was just spitting. And it was just yeah. authentic. And I was I, like, man. Also, Uncle Reese at the time, too. Like, there was a lot of things that I was falling in love with. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I remember that that NF. I remember NF in, like, 2015. I was working at my other job. And all of a sudden, I just, I get this press release. And same thing. Like, I see that video. And I was like, yo, who is this guy? Spinning, yeah. You know, rapid fire. He could sing. Yeah. Like, that branding's on point. And then probably... You may have had this thought too, like most of us were like, NF, how do you brand the name NF? Like, it's just NF, but it it worked. It worked. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can see, because at that point, I really didn't know much about CHH at all. So yeah, when I heard that, so when I heard that, I was like, yo, I was like, this is legit. And then I went on to discover all of, you know, these wonderful people in the community. Yeah. I'm like, yo. Now I got this a crash course in like a matter of, I think two or three months. I was like addicted. I would be in the library in school. I didn't even have a laptop yet. It was, it was rough times. I was trying to come up and I would just be in the library listening to all these people that like I found canon and I was just yeah. like engaged. I was on YouTube stuck. Um, but yeah. 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 So you're someone who also has this entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, you mm -hmm. started the Unstoppable Threads clothing line. You're into fashion, obviously hip hop culture that all kind of goes together. So what's the business side of Angie look like? And what are some of the challenges in, in like having your own brand and clothing and mm -hmm. stuff like that? So super difficult. <laughs> um, I, I think that one of my one of my flaws is trying to take on too much and trying to juggle everything at the same time. So like, um, when I had the clothing company, I also had an after school program. We also had the foundation. We also, and if I'm just, if I'm honest, everything just melted together and it was just too difficult. Um, and so that's, that's the downside of the business side, just, um, overly ambitious and yeah. I run, I just take off. Like I get an idea and I'm like, oh, let's just do it. Yeah. And I don't know how to like start off where I should start. I kind of just want to be like up here. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's like build the biggest after school ever and get all the kids, <laughs> you know? Um, so learning day by day how to gauge uh, the difference between my emotions and my passions and my purpose. Um, yeah. That, that's, that's kind of like all of us though, right? It's like, let's try a hundred different things one of them has to work. Like one of them has to go amazing. And then you wind up mm. burning yourself out. And yeah. maybe one of them could work, but because you're doing the 99 other things too, um, you know, it never gets that chance. Yeah. Again, yeah, absolutely. That's what happened to me with this um, survival of the artist thing that I'm doing right now. And I had to like stop. I had to refocus, regroup. All right, let's try this again. You know, after yeah. six or seven months off. Um, I get it. I'm well, like, we're here. Um, we surviving. We, we survive, survive. Love the artists. We survive it. Uh, all right. So what would you say thus far is your biggest success or rock star moment as an artist when you were just like, yo, like, this is it? Mm. Sheesh, I don't know. Um... I have no idea. I don't... I, maybe I... Maybe, maybe I have, have like, Yeah. 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 I'm grateful. Um, I don't know. I, I, 
Dang, bro, I don't want to sound weird. I, I want to see miracles. I want to I want to do a concert where people could walk out of wheelchairs. That that'd be the that's that's the rock star moment. Ah, I got to perform at the UN after oh. uh, be, yeah after like being in church and they were like oh you're called to the nations I got that whole like word and exciting thing and then literally like the next day I got an email uh, to come perform at, at the UN I thought that was amazing. What is a UN performance like? I couldn't imagine um, a hip hop show at the UN. <laughs> so it was it was like a conference that they do called MMUN. And they bring like kids from all over the world. They bring representatives from all over the world, and you just kind of vibe. I, I mean, I had to look at a kid like three times because I was like, "Call me Cardi B one more time. I'm gonna hop off the stage, little boy." <laughs> but <laughs> hey, but um, it was it was just amazing. The map was behind me, and and the world like the world was literally under my feet as well. It was just uh, a profound experience. I have a desire to literally go around the world and do this thing, and so that to me was just um motivation and inspiration that it was possible yeah that was that was like your your sign right you yeah, literally absolutely. got to perform at the united nations wow. and your dream was to create music that unites nations maybe so yeah it works hey you're a rapper let's go uh <laughs> retired um <laughs> i just yeah. ask a lot of questions now that's all i do um so uh-huh. what what would you say is your worst moment or maybe the thing that you regret most? Mm. I don't know that I can nail it to one thing. Uh, but I think just I'm I'm still learning. I'm still in this process to, of learning what it looks like to say no and you know. Um, I think I've, I've always appreciated being malleable and being like the person that could kind of like, yeah, I'll do this and I'll try that. Um, and I think one of my biggest regrets is just knowing like, yo, that's not the move. That's not what I want. So no, like, I think I've been through, uh, and it's not just for one specific instance. It's just uh, a lot of either small things or, or it's either music or people or, you know, where it's just like having that strength to say no is huge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Get it. It's again, those, those hundred different things, right? It's like, you know, you only had to say yes to five of them. But you, you 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 become focused on like ple like being a people pleaser, or you work yeah, you, you work you, you try to fight the pros and cons, and you always you find too many pros. That's what always happens to me. Or you think every good thing is a god thing, and then you and then you got you you end up upset that that the enemy has something to play with, and it's like, like baby girl, you didn't even discern, you didn't even try, you just went. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's real. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a, a sore subject. How tough was it for you to miss out on a whole year of touring appearances? You know, especially after being signed and that announcement, you have all this music coming, and it's just like super <laughs> <laughs> super tough. Um, but I, it took a long time for it to even really feel tough because I don't think that I was fully believing that we would be in a pandemic this long. I'm like, all right. It's cool. You know what? I was tired anyway. I'm going to chill, refresh, you know, whatever, and then get back at it. Um, But on the other end of it, like, I'm so grateful. Um, Not Like, I've cried more than I think I've ever cried in my life in the last couple of months. Um, But I needed that because I was just moving. I was just going, 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 going. And I wasn't even realizing the amount of pain that I was pushing to the side and storing and and overlooking. 
And it was like, even just getting more in tune with the things that I want to say, the things that I want to be about versus the things that people think I should be about. Um, Everybody and their mom were so in love with my potential that they were telling me to go left, go right, go left, go right. Mm -hmm. And nobody realized that I was just a human trying to figure this out. Um, And so when it stopped, I got to stop spinning. And I got to, and I'm still getting to, I'm, I'm finally starting to feel healthy mentally. Um, awesome. And now I have newer music to go back to these stages with. Thank God they didn't, they still want me on these shows. So we get to go back with a new, with a newer me, with the upgrade version. Um, and I said it in a confession recently. I was like, I don't want to hear just a crowd clap for me anymore. Um, and I've learned the difference. Um, and I only want to hear a crowd that's been like transformed or that's received something that was impactful, not just memorable. Yeah, yeah. So, what what does that immediate future look like for you? Like, are there already shows or tours and things lined up? Things that I, I guess, um, if you're allowed to talk about it. Yeah, there's some. There's definitely um, shows lined up that I'm excited about. Sunfest is still uh, happening. We just don't know when. Uh, I was booked for for Universal Studios. Uh, just waiting nice. on confirmations of those things. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been an interesting. You know, it it is interesting, uh, this journey. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And what I'm learning is that I I can't put my faith in that. I can't put my faith in people's promises. Um, and that's another reason to be grateful because nobody can let me down if my faith is only in God. If my faith isn't in man, if I'm just grateful for experiences and I'm just grateful and open to lessons, then nobody can let me down. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So. So the final question, and then if, if you still got time, you know, we'll grab some in the comments if people got some good questions. What would you say is the key to the survival of the artist in 2021? Mm. Uh, humility. Uh, humble yourself, man. Like, like we, got to, we, have to, um, we have to be willing to know where we went left. Um, there's a quote that says, a U-turn is better than more steps in the wrong direction. Um, but to do that, you have to admit, you have to humble yourself and admit that you did some things wrong or you, you made the wrong steps. And, and it doesn't have to be wrong for anybody else, too. So I guess two things is humility and like discernment in your obedience, because sometimes we can have so many people speaking to us and they can all do math. That makes sense. In philosophy, we learn about logic. Like the, they have a, the, the statement, oh, if an animal has eight legs and a spider has eight legs and every animal must be a spider. That's logic. It doesn't make it true. Um, And so learning the difference between what can make sense here versus what makes sense and is factual in your soul, um, I think is the only way to survive. Dope. All right. So everybody, if you're an artist and you just heard everything Angie said, that is your key. So lock it, lock it up here. I think it's it's so crazy. Every time I talk to you and people, if you have good questions, drop them in the comments now and we'll, we'll grab some. But you always have like such good quotes or phrases or sayings or like things you retain that somebody told you. And I can mm-hmm. never remember anything. Like I'll always, like someone be like, Oh, it's like my dad always used to say, or, Oh, my grandmother <laughs> always used to tell me. So if someone asked me that, it's like, I don't know. What did my dad tell me? What, what did my grandma <laughs> I don't know tell what me? they were I'm saying. Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure they told me a lot, but I never am able to like retain any of these phrases. But you always give me like. I'm sure you the lessons resonate. Like every interview. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's me. That's why I'm always asking questions. I guess because I can't remember anything. 
That's why I have to interview people. I'm sure you remember um, the the facts, though. You remember the, the the things that resonate. Yeah, yeah. It's most, uh, mostly mostly just baseball stuff and food. <laughs> All right, who who's got who's got thank a dope you guys, question thank for, you guys. for Angie? How do you decide? I saw the Ian ask something. Yeah, I see it right mm-hmm. now. I'm reading it. How, how do you discern the difference between advice worth taking on and advice to be dismissed? Mm, um, I think one with not not in a place of arrogance. Uh, you've got to discern the source. Um, you know what I mean? Like who's talking to you? Um, and and it's not to say that people that aren't in your same mind state or don't have your same philosophy or theology can't drop gems. That's completely inaccurate. That's arrogant. Um, but also knowing, like, I think it's hard because I'm still learning it. But I think getting to know your soul in a real way, not not just like your emotions, but like how when is your soul most comfortable? Um, when is your soul at peace? And I don't just mean comfortable in a weak sense, but like when are you breathing? When are you breathing deep? Um, and what words are coming to mind that provoke you and remind you to breathe um, and remind you to be better? Um, if you're absorbing information that's causing you to tense up this, even you can, like your body, you, we literally, our vocal cords close when we're in situations that, that we shouldn't be in. Like our body tells us things. Um, so I think, yeah, it's important to one, gauge the source, um, pay attention to your body, pay attention to the cues. and. I think trust, you got to trust God and look for God's voice in people. Getting to know who God is and how God speaks uh, is a journey. But when we can get it and hear him and pull him out of people, then yeah, you're winning. Everything else can be tossed with love, but tossed. <laughs> dope, dope. Um, people leaving comments, don't use the question button. Last time I pressed the question button and it froze my whole Instagram and I lost my interview. So I'm super paranoid. Um, so just, just drop it in the comments. Uh, I will not touch that button. Uh, where will you perform first this year? Still waiting to figure it out. I've got um a couple of things up in the air. Um, I love speaking. I, I stopped speaking like I forgot or something. And so we're definitely looking to engage more with like churches, with youth. Um, so we're doing the big stuff and that's yeah. fun. But also, like, I'm just, I want to be with the people. Um, so I'm, I'm chilling. I'm waiting for God to, to move and, and then getting on a plane. Most likely it'll be a plane. I can't see it being New York. Spirit Airlines. But it could be. Spirit Airlines. Hey, you already know. Thank God. <laughs> Fly with the spirit. <laughs> uh, all right. How, how do we support female CHH more? Should there be female CHH labels? Well, I think, I don't know what, hmm. I was going to say, I don't know what female CHH is, but I get it. Uh, but I think that that concept alone, um, like tossing it, treating, let it just enjoy your favorite artists. Enjoy the artists that you like. Support them. Comment. Share their stuff. Buy their stuff. Make videos. I had a, fr- uh, a friend, uh, Hassan Sassong is his name, <laughs> in social media. And it just, it blew my mind and it warmed my heart in a way. He just... On his story, he was playing my music in the background while he was doing something, and he just stopped. And he's like, "Yo, I just want to take the time to shout her out for her authenticity and for her for her consistency and all these things and things like that make all the difference in the world." Here, having somebody genuinely support you, and not just in the DMs, because 
like that comes off weird if I'm being honest. Like if you're only supporting in the DMs and like, but like commenting, sharing, even posting on your pages, um, things like that are huge because then it's like we're not just a, a token thing. We're like a genuine artist, and and other people have to respect that over time. Yeah, I'll I'll add to that um, since you know I cover tons of artists, and it's it's kind of a brain switch in the beginning because you never really think about oh who's my favorite male artist or somebody ask you like who's who's your favorite guy artist only don't <laughs> don't mention any any women no nothing yeah um so i mean we're we're in the age of and we always should have been where equality is super important so if you want to hold people in in high regards and on equal footing then people should be equal like Angie mm. Rose is a hip hop artist. She's mm. not just a, a female hip hop artist. She's mm. an artist, just like Drake, just like you know whoever whoever else that might be. Because um, mm. you're you're both doing the same thing. You're both making music. You're both out there hustling. Um, mm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, let's let's kind of hold people to that same standard too. And so, you know, yeah, you and you always there's always like a, a sort of connotation too, right? I'm sure you've experienced. Oh, she's pretty dope for a girl, and it's like, but I rap better than all. Why? No, no, it's funny. Um, so yeah, yeah, just 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 keep that in mind. Um, all right, let's let's see. Good, yeah. Any Angie Rose NFT the art best piece way to music in the near future? Yo, Finestro, shout out! I see you, G. Um. It's it's an idea, uh, concept for sure. I you know, Zombiac is always my dude. So we his brother is still doing illustration and art and all that stuff too. So he sent a video recently about NFTs and all that good stuff. So I'm sure in, in the next couple of months we'll we'll get to cooking and have some fun with that. Okay, okay. That we don't I'm still a little confused on how NFTs work. I think I get it. Yeah. I think I get it mostly, but um I say get it, but just be present, you know what I'm saying? If someone's like, hey, let's do an NFT, and they're like, okay, cool, let's do it. We'll get it done. Uh, I'm I'm going to take one more question. Um, How should an up-and-coming gospel rapper approach the rap game? Hmm. Um, Authentically, or not at all. And that sounds crazy, but, bro, there's so many actors in the world. We already have that. I've been super hurt by church culture and it's not to throw shade at church culture, but like it's to unveil the truth, like the acting and the facade and the, like it doesn't help anybody. If you're going to call yourself a gospel rapper, be a gospel, like not be a gospel rapper, meaning let the gospel be your life. Um, And also let the, let the flaws be present too like just show people that that this walk is real that jesus walks with us um yeah i think that's super important yeah that's dope and and watch this show if it's going to be on my instagram post after you can watch the old episodes i have tons of episodes of just artists talking about where they started in the very beginning we and we spoke about it with angie rose in 2014 and kind of the steps that wow. they took to get to where they're at now. And it's it's an amazing thing to see. And it's crazy to see where some of the artists I've spoken to have gone since I spoke mm. to them because we already thought that they were at that place where it's like, oh, they did. Mm. 
I think one example is no, no big deal. I spoke to no big deal right after he signed to capital. Wow. Now he's not even on capital. So yeah. I was like, Dill, how did you get, you know, how did you go from, from indie tribe to, to getting signed? And why did you make yeah. that move? And then now if I have to speak to him again, okay, why did you leave the label? So like things can yeah, change yeah. so much for artists and their stories. Just watch yeah. their grind and, and, and pay attention. Like your favorite yeah. um, artist or brands, you should like look to emulate those people. Don't copy them, but see what they're yeah. doing and kind of like, okay, this is what they do that does really well. How can I apply that to myself? I think also just be like, and it, not to come against that, but just that that's been a source of, of slight anxiety for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like it's like the desire to compare or to do. And, to, and then you, you try to do what they did. If it doesn't work right. the way it worked for them, then all these opinions. So it's like, yo, you will, what's your goal? Do you want to be famous or do you want to have joy? And bless people or and be successful like it i think determining what success is for you personally is the first step and the most important one um because if not it's like numbers are well and everything's doing all these things and you're depressed and then how many people do you like for me personally i've struggled with real real emotions real depression like things that i haven't even begun to like speak about but like what would that what kind of testimony is that that I would live and have all these all this success and then end up losing myself or giving up myself? Yeah. There's no benefit. What about the people then? Yeah, absolutely. And success is relative. For the person who has no streams, ten streams is success. So figure mm-hmm. out what that success is that so you want and that's what you go for. Um all right, so final final thing to you is why you, you have a new project out, Unstoppable. Why should everyone pick up Unstoppable? And where can everyone follow you and, and check out everything you're doing? Um, I think that everybody pick up Unstoppable because I believe that it can resonate um, with everyone. There's like different genres or different sounds, but the concepts and the textures in the verbiage, um, they're strong. And I think that they have things that people can just grab onto um, to just decide to be better. Like you can quote them as if they're yours. That's how it's written to be able to take things that you like to things that inspire you and, and say it like you said it yourself, like you wrote it yourself. Um, and they can find me everywhere. You can, you can ask Alexa to stream Andy Rose. You can hop on Pandora, um, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, super simple. We're, we're everywhere now. Thank God. Angie Rose music with a K. That's the one. That's the one. All right, Angie, yeah. thank you so much. Good to see you again. I hope I get to see you soon. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. We'll the world needs to, needs to open already. This is getting wild. We're, 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 this is year number two. So actually, well, it's technically year one, but we've entered our, our basically another year. So we're, we're, we're almost done. But uh, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you for your time, for dropping. Always good zone. talking to you, man. Yes. And uh, that's it. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Familia, Angie Rose. Lego. Peace.